whatever it is that you're doing, first of all, is enjoying it. Second of all, if you really love it, give it everything. You have to trust, trust your intuition. You have to follow your gut. If you're doing whatever you can in that moment, then you really can do no more. And that would be, that's my advice even to myself now these days. It's about saying, did I do enough? And then if I, if I did and I feel like it didn't happen, then I say, okay, there was a lesson there to learn. That wasn't the path that was meant to happen, but trust the process down the line. And welcome to Let's Listen with Kieran McBreen. My name's Andrew Ward and Kieran's here with me tonight. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Andrew. Thank you. And we have a very special guest today, don't we? We sure do. We have James Greenan from um, Principal Dancer of Riverdance tonight. I literally just found out about James uh, only about a month ago when he was touring here in Dubai and I was at the show. I was absolutely blown away in love with the show and the performers and, and everything, the culture, the music, the dance, obviously, just all of it. And, and so proud, so proud of it. And then to find out the next day that um, the principal dancer is from my hometown. Yeah, I was just so, so excited to speak to James and um, we got James on the show today, so here we are. And it's a great interview, so let's get straight into it. This is James Greenan. James, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you very much for having me. James, I have to say I'm very excited. Not only are you the lead dancer of Riverdance, but you're also from my hometown in Coothill, County Cavan. So I have to say I'm very proud to have you on the show. And I was very proud to see you on stage a couple of weeks ago here in Dubai. Oh, it was great meeting you. And there's not too many, not too many men you meet in Dubai that are from Coothill. So it was a treat. James, tell us um, what message do you want to give to our listeners here today? Uh, well, I suppose um, I'm at a stage in my life where, you know, I've I've been successful through through dance and my passion from a young age and I'm transitioning on to, you know, the next phase. And it's it's really about stepping into the unknown, stepping away from your comfort zone and just trusting yourself and trusting your journey and your path. Just trying to share that message with anyone that's in that kind of crossroads and giving them a little bit of support or inspiration or anything like that. It doesn't matter how successful you are in, in any field, you'll all, always be faced with challenges. And it's about figuring out what you want to do in life and uh, just moving through it. Fantastic. And this is exactly, James, why I wanted to get you on the show. Um, as soon as we were speaking a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, wow, what an inspiration to so many young people out there to follow their dreams, to, to do something different. And I can't help but think you had a wonderful inf influence from your parents to to guide you to to do something different. Because let's be honest, you know, we were all down in the Gaelic football field or something like that, uh, cross country. And, um, you know, Irish dancing for, for, for boys certainly didn't come into my path. You know, I wasn't given the opportunity. Like mm. many sports, I'm sure you can relate to growing up, yeah. rugby, hockey, cricket, all the sports that, you know, young people are exposed to today, especially in, in the international scene, we didn't really get to do all them. So Irish dancing for you must have been a decision where you were thinking, well, all my friends are going to do Gaelic football and um, I'm going to Irish dancing. So so where did it all begin? Yeah, it, it is. It's unorthodox, you know. Um, I actually grew up, I grew up in uh, London and uh, my parents are both from, well, my dad would kill me if I said he was from Coothill. He's from a Rakoria man. Um, from County Monaghan and my mother's from Coutil, but they both moved over to London 
to start a life together and they had four kids. They got us into the Irish dance and just to hold on to the culture. But I grew up playing soccer as a young lad, uh, a young lad. Dancing came very late on for me. I wasn't about 10, 11 until I started dancing. And then we ended up moving back home. And I was just obsessed with football at that stage. But soccer at home being what it is, just, you know, it wasn't the same as what I had experienced. And by that stage, we had joined a very good dance school in Dundalk, Mona Roddy. To be honest, I fell in love with it. And it was just, it was a completely intuitive decision. I, you know, at that age, you're, you're, you are following the guidance of your parents, but they would always let us lead in what we wanted to do. And the dancing took over from there. You know, I'm still very passionate about football, but I don't have any regrets. And, you know, it's led me to where I am today. Fantastic. And when did you realise, James, that you're actually very talented at this? I don't know. Like talent is a funny, <laughs> talent is a funny word. Um, I don't know. I just knew I liked it. I had this feeling when I was dancing. The rhythms made sense to me. I was quite athletic, so I could move around the floor. And it was just the feeling that it gave me. It gave me this certain feeling. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And only reflecting back now, I can kind of make sense of it. But at the time, I remember just, I was feeling like I was floating or flying. And and then obviously there was teachers or parents knew that I was technically good. You know, at that stage, I didn't know what I was doing, but uh, I just knew that I was enjoying it. And then 15, 16, 17, I started making a much more conscious decision on, OK, I, I want to focus a lot of my time and efforts into this and I you know, I, I did the whole change in your diet, discipline, training, strengthening, focus, mindset. And then that's really when I started laying the foundations for where I am today, I think, from the guidance of my parents and from my teachers. Great stuff. And James, you mentioned training. What kind of training did you have to do? Well, at that stage, you know, the training is a lot more developed now. We have a lot more information and knowledge. At that stage, my, my father's a world champion tug of war. We used to go out running the forest together, you know, for endurance. And that was a nice, that was a nice bonding moment. And even through that, I would have learned a lot from him in terms of discipline and motivation and, you know, how to look after yourself. So even though we were training together, he was a big influence for me. But to be honest, a lot of it uh, is just in the studio, drilling, practicing, whatever your teachers were telling you, just spending that time and focusing on that. And then you have, you know, proper sleep managing your schoolwork and your homework. At that time, I had no very few friends. I didn't go out. I didn't drink. I wasn't interested in anything. Just school and dance and like that. That's all I was interested in really at that time. You know, looking back, it must feel, you must be so proud of yourself looking back to think of everything you sacrificed. You know, it's very easy to do the expected growing up as a, as a young boy or young girl and, and to make that decision to be different, to do something different. I just, I'm absolutely fascinated with it. Obviously, you mentioned your dad, the influence your dad had. I see he's still flying fit. Um, I YouTubed Irish mm. fittest uh, family, Ireland's fittest family. And um, I think he, he won one of the tasks, I see. You know, he, he certainly, uh, he didn't drop first anyway. So he's obviously still in good shape. Oh, he's, he trains every day, you know. And, and you need those influences in your life, you know, just even through conversation, having the support, as you say, you know, doing something a little bit different that not anyone else is doing. We never really, we, we were always just, um, you know, if you have a gift or if you have a talent or anything like that, if you have an interest, you go for it. We weren't really too interested in social norms or anything like that. 
my sisters are very accomplished as well in their fields, music. We were all quite artistic uh, and creative. So, you know, we just didn't know any different. You only know your own environment. But uh, they instilled that in us and both my mom and my dad are great insp- uh, inspirations for all of us, you know. Excellent stuff. So James, we're going to get straight to the point. Riverdance, when did it come along? Yeah. To be honest, that wasn't something I ever wanted to do, you know, moving into the performance end of things. I enjoy dance just purely for the feeling and I love the competitive nature. Uh, I love the training. And then I actually went to university. I studied architecture, but I was too young. My mind was too, all all I knew was from the inside of a dance studio. So I hadn't seen the world, you know, and it was just too premature for me. So I had the opportunity to go off on tour. I danced with a company called Dance Masters for about two years and a couple of other shows. And that was really good. I developed my craft and my stage craft. I was given great, a great platform there to, um, you know, to really grow as a person and as a dancer. And then the opportunity for Riverdance came along. I, I auditioned and got a part shortly after that. I was fortunate enough just with the timing that I became a principal dancer in the show. And, you know, it's been an amazing experience. You know, it, it's, it's amazing to do what you love, but you have to look back. I've been doing it now for about 12 years on and off. And, you know, meeting people like yourself and experiencing different cultures and uh, learning a lot about yourself, meeting great people, challenging yourself. And uh, that's what it's really about. You know, you have your own little journey, your own dance journey, but you're taking in all these other, you're exposed to the world in a, in a fantastic way. And it's an amazing way to grow and to mature. And uh, yeah, I, I owe a lot to the company. They're a fantastic company, I have to say. Very proud and privileged to be able to share our culture around the world. James, I'm sure many people like myself was looking at you on stage and thinking, this guy's living the dream. Is it really the dream? Well, for me, it is. For me, it is. You know, everyone has their own dream. Some people, you know, want a little taste of the life and they do a year or they might do a tour and then they move on. Maybe they're very academically driven or, you know, have other interests. But for me, I have to say, you know, it's what I love coming to the end of that journey, I suppose, as performing in the show. Uh, you know, I, I've done my time. It's it's a hard thing to let go of. It's something you feel very comfortable in. You very, you feel very um, experienced. You have a lot of, you really understand the whole dynamic on stage, off stage, the lifestyle, the traveling aspect. I've loved every second of it. I love the challenges it's brought, the people I've met, and it'll always be a special part of my life. So you mentioned the challenges and the lifestyles. Tell us more about that, James. What is the actual lifestyle of somebody on tour? Well, like, where do you start? (laughs) I mean, there's the one, uh, the first one, the most obvious is traveling, living out of a suitcase, which is great. But, um, you know, you spend four or five years on the road traveling and then you come home. You have to build that life back home again, whether, you know, it's you have to reeducate yourself, go back to college or you know, even friends will have moved on that, that certain network, getting used to that lifestyle of just, you know, performing on antisocial hours in the evenings and weekends. It's a big shift. So that's that's one that I've noticed. And then you have things like group dynamics can be tough. Most of the cast are in like 19 to maybe 30. And, you know, people are finding themselves on the road and you have to empathize with that. You know, there's a lot of learning to be done. And that's something that you don't realize till later in your years. And then you try and pro- provide a lot of guidance for the younger 
for the younger cast members. But, you know, that can be challenging at times. And then you just have that mental, that resilience that you have to have doing eight shows a week over, it could be eight, nine months on the road. We only get Mondays off. We have two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. And we have to show up. We have to show up for every second that we're on the stage. People are paying for tickets and they want to see the best show. So we can't just call in sick. We can't just say, oh, I, I'm not really feeling like it today. So it's, it's also that resilience that you have to show up, show after show and number after number and say, we are going to put on the best show. These people deserve to see a fantastic show. That's just a couple of the challenges, I suppose, that we face on the road. It's such an amazing attitude, you know, and it's something you said to me when I said that I, I was bringing my, my daughter to come. You said, we'll put on a good show, you know, and to keep that going. And sometimes more than once a day, as you mentioned, you know, it just must be yeah. extremely mentally difficult. But I noticed you also had a knee injury, too. So tell me about the physical side. I mean, you, you must burn a phenomenal amount of calories you must take in a phenomenal amount of calories. I think I was on the Riverdance website and I noticed that there was many, many, many litres of water drank per tour. Tell me about the physical part of things. Yeah, it's incredibly phys it's physically demanding, you know. Um, you have to strengthen, you have to prepare yourself pre-tour. Like any athlete, they'll do a pre-season before they go on tour. You have to prepare your body, first of all, for the weight you're going to lose because, you know, it's pure cardio. You can't eat enough. I, I don't know. We haven't done a study yet on how many calories we lose. We did do a study before on the water that we lose. And on average, we lose about three litres of water a show, which is equivalent to three kilos. Now, you put that, that back on, but you have to hyperhydrate after. So hydration alone is a, is a big part of that. And if you're in a warmer country like Dubai or anything, you know, you have to maintain that because... If you're dehydrated, that affects your performance, which then affects the show and people's experience of that. So we do, we take it very serious. We do a lot of training. We do a lot of mobility on the road and we just try and keep ourselves right. No one's really 100% fit. You're always having, carrying little niggles and things like that. But, you know, that's part of it. And that's part of the mental resilience that you have to develop as well. You have to say, OK, what's what's really affecting my performance here and what can I work through? But we have a great team on the road. We have massage therapy and we have a physiotherapist, you know, so maintenance is key because uh, ultimately it's about not just putting on a great performance, but making sure you're enjoying it through that and you're not just putting yourself through pain. And as soon as you're not enjoying it, then there's a problem. You are you, you literally are a showman. You're on stage and especially the, the principal dancer. You are the main yeah. guy. Back to the tour, James. Tell me about the daily routine. Depends on the type of tour we have. Tours can be, can vary in terms of the travelling. You know, most big cities, you'll be in them for a week or two weeks. That's great because you have your time to kind of really rest and recover. Sleep during the day, sightsee, reset. But a lot of the time you are travelling. You know, you could be on the bus for 12 hours a day get back on the bus, go to sleep, get back on the bus then, eight o'clock the next day and you're lugging your suitcase and that kind of thing. And that's okay once or twice, but then when you're on the bus for maybe six or seven hours, you're getting off the bus, you're eating, and then you have to prepare for a show. You know, that's where it gets tough. And that's when, you know, your energy levels start to decrease um, and you have to really start managing yourself. Then you also have the lifestyle of, you know, enjoying yourself. You know, we're traveling the world. It's, it's seeing these cities, you know, having a good time, having a few drinks, bonding as a team, 
outside of that, you know, you have birthdays, you have celebrations and all that as well. And a lot of that energy and that group dynamic feeds back into the show as well. Sometimes if we have a birthday party the night before a show or anything like that, the next day the energy is, a, is at a high. Even though we might be a little bit tired or maybe a little bit hungover, we'll carry that through. You know, that's the reality. It would never, we'd never let it affect the performance. But sometimes it's just the lift that we need if we've done a couple of hard shows or hard travels uh, and you get that release. And uh, I'm a dance captain in the company at the moment. And now we're starting to become more tune of that as well. And making sure the group dynamic is good. When it's low, we're, you know, we're maintaining because there are low points. And when it's high, we're in control. And just making sure the whole time we're, we're happy and we know what we're doing. And we're embracing both the good and the bad. And obviously, James, we're a mental health podcast and we want to encourage people to, you know, to share strategies and stuff like that. And I can only imagine the group dynamics can't always be positive and everybody can't always get on. And I, again, I can only imagine if somebody's having a, a bad day or maybe an argument with somebody, being on tour, yeah. certainly at 19, 20, 21, could be a very lonely place. Does the company do anything to support people's mental health, uh, you know, on tour? Yeah, the company are great. We have like we have an open door policy and the company's got been going for now 27, 28 years. So it's developed a way of understanding people on the road. We, we haven't really had any big issues in terms of like mental illness or anything like that, because we really do have we do have a, a team ethos and we do feel like a family. People have friends to talk to and and that kind of thing it never really gets into a place where we're really struggling because we're always maintaining i suppose and you know you have the more experienced dancers looking out for the younger ones and and vice versa at times as well you know challenges can be thrown in your way that you don't expect but there's always someone to talk to there's always time out if you need it there's always support and it is a great it's a great environment no one ever feels like they're lonely or struggling or anything like that so and if yeah, somebody, James, wanted to take that break, if somebody just said, you know what, I need to get home to my family, can they just like stop? Well, contract contractually, we're, we're under contract for the tour. But, you know, if something is serious, as I said, it is a fine line of having that resilience to push through. And, you know, through the challenges and working through challenges, challenges and adversity is where we learn as well. So, you know, you're right, 19, 20, 21, you're going through a lot. But it's a great place to learn. And it's, if you're not learning during those times and, you know, if you're just letting these kind of challenges defeat you, we really do try and support and educate and say, look, you can work through this. This is normal. We've been there. So that's that's really that would be our approach mo mo uh, most of the time through adversity comes opportunity. You know, it's about growing as people and uh, not letting these things defeat you. But there always is that respite if we need it. But we we do like to try to improve and develop as people would be our, our primary solution. Excellent attitude, James. James, tell me, um, what has been your favorite tour, favorite city or favorite venue? Oh, it's very hard, um, you know, because I've been for very fortunate with the career I've had. I've toured amazing places. I've been to Hawaii. That was an incredible experience. South America, Argentina, Brazil, Japan, you know, places that you wouldn't necessarily go to on your on your travels but then for me it always comes down to the people you could be anywhere in the world you could be in a town that you would never expect 
it's just the memories with the people. It's the memories that will always stand to you. That's where you develop the bonds, the friendships. You know, that's when you finish touring and you take that with you in the rest of your life. That's really what's special to me. There's great venues travel or performed in around the world, but performing for friends and family has always been the best for me. Or people that you know that are in, like when you were coming in yourself, you know, it gives you a different, you're visualizing the show different. You're saying, right, how can we, and we do have that, uh, we have that responsibility on stage. We're like, right, they're coming to see the show. We have an influence here to inspire and motivate and leave them walking out of this theater in a completely different uh, mood that they, they come in. And when we, when we do that every time, but when you know people are in, it's just like, wow, like we have, we have power here and that's what I love. And it's just creating that energy um, and sharing that with the world. And then hopefully, you know, that continues on. Absolutely. And it certainly worked for me. I was just buzzing leaving. And, um, and that's why I wanted to bring my daughter the second time. And you'd be glad to know she hasn't stopped Irish dancing to the Riverdance tune and my son, who's two years old. <laughs> great, great. So uh, hopefully, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's just amazing. James, you mentioned, and I'm also sensing that, you know, possibly coming to the end of your Riverdance cycle and starting something something new. What's, what's next for you? Well, over the last five or six years, I've been working as a sports therapist in between tours and I've also worked with Riverdance as well as a therapist, which has been great because I've been on both sides of the table, so to speak, you know, uh, and understanding what dancers need from a from therapy as being one myself. And then as also as a therapist saying, OK, how, how do we how do we communicate the two modalities? So I, I'm doing a lot of massage therapy now, working with dancers, and it really is about passing on my knowledge as a dancer, as a therapist all that experience and it's about helping younger generations improve as dancers you know on a physical level but also you know it's it's a tough time you're going through adolescence your body's changing so you know through emotionally and mentally as well just being there as a support so I, I'm in the process of just relaunching my business now which kind of embodies all of that and it's just being someone that you know dancers can turn to when they need that help whether it's, you know, mental or physical, just being just being a, a leader, I suppose, from my experience. And I have a lot that I want to pass on. So that's the next phase for me. Amazing, James. And I, I, I you know, I can imagine that it's it, it's daunting. You know, you, anytime we, yeah. we change and move into something that's new, it's daunting. Is there anything that particularly scares you about saying goodbye to Riverdance and starting the new venture? Yeah, well, first of all, I first, I suppose it's that morning for something that you've experienced, you know, and the memories and that feeling of being on stage, that that's a big one. And that takes time to, I, again, I'm fortunate that I've had a great career and it's my decision. You know, sometimes it's taken away from people due to injury or illness or other circumstances. You know, that that's something that's, well, I, I hope I can always perform to some level. But then again, it's just stepping into that unknown, you know, do you have the confidence? You know, do you believe in yourself? Does what you do work? Is your experience valid? You know, how do you present that? How do you communicate this information that you have in your head to, you know, the world out there? So there's all those things, but it has been a process for me, I have to say. It's been time to kind of build up. Uh, and I've had a lot of failures in the last few years in terms of that. But now it's at the I'm at the point where 
uh, okay i'm ready to i'm ready to jump in because there's so much knowledge and i do believe that i have the ability to help a lot of people so that comes first and you have to just go for it fantastic james and i'm sure you will be able to help many and you're an amazing inspiration to so many people out there um for any of our younger listeners or parents who who have teenagers and, and, and younger um, any advice for them regarding following their dreams? And because everybody, let's be honest here, you know, not everyone can be successful with what they want yeah. to do, you know. And I come across lots of students who want to be a professional footballer and they yeah. might be 16. Now, we know that at 16, you've missed the boat already, you know. Yeah. So what advice would you give to some young people out there? That's tough because you're you're talking about, you know, the brain is maturing at that age and it's very hard to you know for me I, i'm a bit older but to remember how you were thinking at that time and really connect to people it's easy for us saying it now because you know we've been through it but at, at that time it's like someone who is i don't know almost sick or ill and you're trying to tell them to get better and you're like i have no control over that at the moment until you get out of it the other end so it's really just about whatever it is that you're doing, first of all, is enjoying it. Second of all, if you really love it, give it everything. And a lot of these things, I see it with dancers, you know, it's about timing. You know, you have to be in the right place, right time. But if you can do whatever you can do within your ability, then you have to say, look, there were, we all have our own path. And maybe that wasn't the path. You have to trust, trust your intuition. You have to follow your gut. And if you're doing whatever you can in that moment, then you really can do no more. And that would be that's my advice even to myself now these days. It's about saying, did I do enough? And then if I if I did and I feel like it didn't happen, then I say, OK, there was a lesson there to learn. That wasn't the path that was meant to happen. But trust the process down the line. Absolutely. And, and you know, as you said, looking at yourself in the mirror and being able to say, I've given it all, you know, and yeah. when you're young, you know, that, that that's it's it's more difficult when you're young, but it's, you know, when mm. you get older and you're more mature, you can look back and say, well, I did give it my all and it wasn't yeah. meant to be, you know. Um, so thanks for that, James. Look, it's been great talking to you tonight. Tell us where can our listeners find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, James Greenan or Jimbo Greenan, but I will be setting up now in the next two weeks. I've been doing a lot of rebranding. James Green and Corrective Manual Therapy will be the, the tag. So I will be setting up that up now very shortly and there'll be a wealth of knowledge coming from experience. And yeah, just hope to share that with anyone that's looking for help and um, make the world a better place. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Thanks so much, James. And I've got no doubt it's going to be a major success. You have a phenomenal personality. You're clearly a phenomenal athlete with great talent. So, so thank you for everything you're doing and all the best in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me. So that was James, Kieran. What a fascinating interview. Absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, we covered lots of topics. Look, we could have spoke for hours, mm. not uh, 30 minutes. But um, James is an amazing person. You know, it cannot. I, I know he said that he, he lived his dream for, for 12 years. You know, and he mentioned about all so many good things. And yes, he did highlight challenges, but I can only imagine how difficult it was also. You know, it can't be easy mm. on tour, away from your family, um, especially the younger people on the show. But the commitment to to the company, to his peers, to himself, his own career, um, is phenomenal. The dedication 
and the resilience he showed. And 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 for me, I I brought it back to I purposely wanted to bring it back to where it started because it cannot have been an easy decision to choose Irish dancing over mm. you know other, other options that all his friends would have been doing. Yeah. Um, for me, I I don't quite know what I was expecting, but I wasn't quite expecting that his level of maturity. I don't know why, but just completely like you see. So we went to see the show, and we saw it on stage, and and he it was brilliant. But I I didn't quite expect to see someone so down to earth, so focused on the next stage of his career, and and ready for the next bit of his life. It was it was fascinating. It was James is going to be very successful. You know, he he already is very successful. Mm. What I mean is the next stage of his journey is going to be a success because he has it. He simply has it. He's, he's got the knowledge. He's got the experience. He's got the charm. Um, he's simply a great guy. And I really wish him the best because, um, as I said, traveling the world, as exciting as it all sounds, it cannot have been easy. And, um, you know, he's got so much to give to the next generation, so much knowledge, so much talent, so much experience. And I, re I really wish him all the best. Yes, yeah, so I completely agree. And you know, just talking to him, he is going to be successful. So that was James. Uh, and we will be back next week with another great interview. So I will see you then, Kieran. Take care. All the best, Andrew. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.